want to welcome Glenn Carroll. Glenn is the dealer principal at Custom Cars West. Glenn, thanks for taking the time to chat about an acquisition anywhere strategy. And why don't we just start by you providing a little background on you and also your dealership, and then we'll get into talking about the acquisition anywhere strategy. Sure. Um, so my name is Glenn Carroll, and um, I'm the owner of Custom Cars West. Um, really for us, this journey with Kelly Blue Book started about five years ago. Um, and as we looked at the marketplace as far as vehicle acquisition, um, for us, we wanted to really find a, a different avenue to source cars for our dealership. And um, reconditioning as an independent or a smaller dealer, um, we stock approximately between 100 and 125 vehicles. Um, reconditioning has just gotten so expensive for all dealers, parts, labor, um, just continuity, how long it takes. So for us, what we were trying to do was source inventory or find a, find a way that um, if you look at your P&L statement on what you spend to buy a car, um, what it takes to either have somebody go to the auction for you, pay your fees, hire someone to do it, deal with wholesalers, all of, all of the strategies that dealers across the country uh, employed to, to be able to find good vehicles. Um, we found that, um, at least with Kelly Blue Book, it gives us that opportunity to source vehicles, touch those vehicles. And for us, it was a reconditioning issue. How can we find a vehicle that we can actually price right and um, be able to really understand what the costs are um, when purchasing the vehicle. It's very difficult to do that at the sale, particularly nowadays with um, most, most of the sales are online. So there's very few, at least since the pandemic and during the pandemic, that you can actually physically be in lane. So you're relying upon video um, inspection reports. Um, uh, you don't really have the time to review that. So the, that was for me, vehicle acquisition was the huge piece that I was after is how can I source vehicles for my dealership, not have to ship across country. Um, and we were seeing reconditioning fees of well over a thousand dollars per vehicle. And then you add freight on top of that six, $700 to ship a car into Denver, even before the car lands our, my cost was $2,000 and that's if everything was perfect. Um, now you have to pay the, now you got to pay the auction. Now you got to pay your guy that's standing in the lane to buy it. Next thing you know, you're 22, 23, 24, $2,500 to source one vehicle. Um, so for us, this was an avenue for a smaller dealer to be able to um, find good inventory and price correctly based on the condition of the car. I think it's a, a really a great explanation of why there's a need to start acquiring from consumers. And I know that you guys have done a lot of process building to stand up capabilities to acquire cars and really at a pretty high volume from consumers. Can you talk a little bit about the process that you've set up, how you have your team structured in order to really be able to execute this high volume customer acquisition? Sure. So um, from, from our perspective, really, it's about setting an appointment. And um, what I try and share with other Kelly dealers is it's no different than the retail business. Um, you've got to create that, that appointment. They've, they're not going to buy a car unless they test drive the car. And it's no different. You're not going to buy a wholesale car off the street from a consumer unless you set that appointment. So for us, um, it, it, 
it, I'm, it's irrelevant what the Kelly instant cash offer is or trade-in offer is. Somebody wants to trade in their, their vehicle versus it's an instant cash offer. It's an opportunity to buy their vehicle. So we try and approach it as we just want to purchase their car first and not have it be so complicated. So for us, we, we deal it one step at a time. It gets very complicated when you're trying to buy their car. Uh, and then they're also trying to purchase another vehicle. Those are complicated transactions. So initially we just, we really try and just start off with how do we purchase their vehicle? Um, and again, it's about, it's really about just creating the appointment. So you're not gonna buy somebody's car over the internet. The texting is great. The phone calls are great. Um, for us, it's about speed. Uh, when that lead comes in, obviously these are coming in seven days a week, 24 seven. So your staffing is pretty critical. Um, we use appointment setters in our business. So what we're trying to do is reach out as quick as we can, first via a phone call, second via a text, and, and lastly being an email. That's just been our experience with it as far as frequency of interaction with the customer. It's easier to get somebody on the telephone um, as far as to create the appointment. It's mm -hmm. it's second would be obviously would be text. People like the text because they don't have to commit. They don't have to actually say, hey, I'll be there at two o'clock. They, they're sort of fishing. And then emails are the least um, productive for us. Um, we still we still work that, but it's a last resort. You have to pick up the phone and call the customer. So if they text us right away or text us back, we usually just pick up the phone and call them because you know they're on their iPhone, they're on their Android, whatever whatever platform they're on. So if they're texting, they can answer a phone call. Um, really, it's about speed. I think people, a lot of people put that information in and they don't really realize what they've done. Um, although Kelly Blue Book believes that that's something that um, is really simple and really easy. It's not. A lot, lot of time the customer in, inputs their information and, and they have no idea that they're actually getting an evaluation. Sometimes they're on that site. So many times you just have to probe a little bit. Um, the cash offer, some people are excited about it. More often than not, they're really not. Everyone thinks their car is worth more than it than what that stated value is, but that's an opportunity to talk to the customer, ask them about the equipment on the car, ask them about the reconditioning of the vehicle. Um, we try and limit how much phone time there is because uh, I think the, the more the conversation on the phone, the least likely they're actually gonna be able to purchase their vehicle. I think it just creates roadblocks what we're trying to do is focus on what time can you be here? Two o'clock, two thirty, three o'clock, four o'clock. What time can we make an appointment? Because until I see the vehicle in person and can really judge and evaluate the reconditioning of the car, there's not a whole lot to, to really talk about. Tires, hail, uh, paint work, all the things that go into when you look at a vehicle, when you take the test drive, check engine lights. A lot of customers don't see the issues with their vehicles. They don't recognize the recon, mm -hmm. or they're not even they're not even aware of it. So Kelly Blue Book has uh, a nice platform where you can print out um, a physical walk around of the vehicle and and really go fender by fender, panel by panel, to at least review the vehicle. And when customers walk their car they tend to see the reconditioning and they either agree with you or not. Um, typically when they walk the car with you, they're, they're pretty, pretty amicable to what the costs are as far as reconditioning goes. So for us, it's really about 
yeah, there's a lot of leads that come through Kelly Blue Book, but how do you make an appointment? And people just want direct and honest uh, evaluation of their car. So we try and just as best you can, people do the best job they can putting the information in. A lot of times they don't put in the right information. They either put in the wrong trim level or they put in equipment that they don't have. Um, it's an old lead. Uh, so many times they have the wrong miles. So little things like that are really important to check. You have to check your miles. You have to check the equipment. You have to check your trim levels. Many of the many customers don't realize what trim their car is. They just don't know, or they'll click the wrong button. So they have a they're sitting there looking at an instant cash offer for twenty five thousand dollars, and it, it may in fact book for three or four thousand dollars more because it's a platinum versus it's an XLT. Yeah. Uh, we see that a lot, or or yeah. vice versa. And I think what you said right at the start where we need to wear two different hats, right? One hat is that acquisition hat where the customer comes in and we need to try to acquire the car. Once that hat is worn completely, then you take it off and then you put on the sales hat and sell another car. And I think that process, you're, then the challenge you're talking about of the endowment effect where customers think that their vehicle's worth more than it is, is exactly why we need to have that approach where we first acquire the car, then we pivot into the sales mechanism. And I really like how you how you point that out. One of the things I think is really interesting is as you stood up your team and as you have a dedicated site for, for buying cars, um, obviously it requires some management and oversight. And one of the things that I've really been impressed by with your team is how you've stood up an acquisition center and how much success you're seeing out of that acquisition center. And it really keys in on one of the main challenges that dealers have when they're setting this up, which is how do I understand what success means? So can you walk a little bit through those day-to-day -day management metrics? Is it KPIs? How do you go about ensuring that you are seeing success out of that acquisition center and that your employees are performing to the level that they should be? Well, you know, again, as I explained earlier, we have, um, at least in our business, what we have is two appointment setters. And so we have a dedicated employee that just works all of our aged leads. Um, so they're all archived leads. And then we have another employee that will just work any of our new leads. So it's just a numbers game, right? To set appointments. So it's how many phone calls, obviously you have to look at what your incoming appointments look like every single day. So um, we obviously tie those to our cell phones, to all of our iPads, to our desktops, to our iPhone watches. Everybody, everybody sees when that, when that lead pops in. And in these times right now, where all of the dealers are very interested in these Kelly offers. What we're finding is there's so much other competition, not only with Kelly Blue Book, but with all the other auto buying services that are out there. Many consumers not only put that lead in Kelly Blue Book, they'll put it in, in another, another venue. So it really is first, you know, first in. So it's about how quickly can you contact that customer? Many of them get surprised because we'll call them right away within a couple of minutes of that lead popping into the queue. Um, from an accountability standpoint, we're pretty old school. We do an uplog. So what we do is um, our employees will actually notate on a daily basis how many phone calls they make, how many emails they make, and how many texts go out. And um, we have different ratios for our new incoming leads versus our archive leads. Mm -hmm. um, obviously the older leads many times are a little bit of a tougher lead because that customer, there's either an issue with the vehicle, it hasn't, there's a reason why the car hasn't been bought. Either mm -hmm. they weren't ready to sell 
or there's some sort of reconditioning with the vehicle that either is not being represented properly or somebody else has already looked at and they're still sort of negotiating on price. So again, it doesn't mean they're bad leads. They just need to be worked differently. You need to be asking those questions. Is there, again, there's a reason why the car hasn't been sold. Were they not ready to sell it? Have they not found their new car? Whatever the case may be, they still need to drive it. Maybe they don't have title. Maybe they do have title. There's a lot of different circumstances that go into that. But uh, it, it's really very simple. It's no different than um, the retail side of your business. It, uh, it, it's the same process. So for us, it's just a daily review. Look, here's how many leads came into the system. And how many phone calls have you made? And many, many companies, many different dealerships that I talk to, they don't call their old leads. They just want to call their fresh leads. And um, we, do, we do do quite a bit of business. Uh, the close ratio is a lot different uh, for us on the old leads. But again, it's just a numbers game. It's, it's just making those phone calls. So our dealership's a little different. We run it as we'll buy every single vehicle that we can. If there's profit, if there's blue sky in a vehicle, we're going to purchase it. Whether it goes to the auction, whether it gets prepped to go into my own retail lot, or the, whether we wholesale it off to another dealership. So we're, we run it as its own separate business, um, as a standalone. Every deal has, has to make either make money or lose money on its own. Um, we're not just buying specifically for retail. We buy for both wholesale and retail. So we see a lot of referral business because of that, of the folks that we have done business with. A lot of them call again. The average portfolio turn, it never changes. It runs between 18 months and 30 months is, is the average portfolio turn for um, for vehicle loans. So, you know, within two to maybe two and a half, three years, that car is going to, there's going to be a new purchase made. So somebody's going to buy and sell another vehicle. Um, so we've been open for about a little over three years and, and a lot of our clients each month that keeps growing the referral business continues to stay really strong. So we do some monthly, monthly and quarterly flyers and emails of our lists of customers that we've done business with that just say, Hey, look, we're still interested in, in purchasing a vehicle from you, a referral, a friend, a family member. Um, you know, they're going to buy and sell another car in the next two years. So that's a very good lead if you stay on top of it. And that's a great piece of advice, Glenn, is to keep pursuing that lead. The, you know, the old adage, it's a lead until they're dead or they tell you no. And yeah. to really stay on top of it and then to market towards it, like you're talking about marketing campaigns towards this fantastic idea. So let me ask you this. Obviously, you have some nuggets of wisdom. I think that's really a nugget. If I had to ask you, what's one one thing if someone's trying to stand up this acquisition capability, what's the number one thing they need to do? What would your answer be? Well, from a from a dealer perspective, I think that you have to have dedicated um, effort. I think a lot of the dealerships that I see, um, it's the good and the bad but they have a salesperson that not only is trying to retail cars, but they're also have them working the Kelly blue book leads. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to focus on these Kelly leads. You have to have a dedicated employee or group of employees, depending upon how many leads that you're seeing come in. Um, there's some days that it's not a full-time job. There's other days that you need five people to cover what's happening. And mm -hmm. so as you get busy, right? You'll have leads come in and you're trying to purchase a vehicle. Maybe you have to go out to them. But I, I think if there's anything that where I see other dealers 
um, have trouble or stumble or um, really start to question Kelly Blue Book and the effectiveness at their dealership to, to purchase vehicles. Yes, it's a lot easier to go stand in the lane and put your hand up and raise your hand and buy a car. It's very easy to do that, right? And all the dealers like they like to go do that. And I like it. But the reality is, is how do you buy a high quality vehicle and manage what your vehicle acquisition costs are like reconditioning, like all the employees that go out and, and purchase those vehicles? Um, you have to keep a dedicated team to focus on those leads. And when you have retail responsibilities and, and let's call the Kelly Blue Book wholesale responsibilities, it, it can come, become very challenging to really service those leads that you're paying for. Mm -hmm. So if I were to give anybody any advice after a number of years and a lot of hard knocks and a lot of learning and a lot of painful growth is it's important that you dedicate a team to work those leads, work those customers when they're actually at your facility. We run a separate facility right down the street from our dealership. So we have a different storefront for Kelly Blue Book. Many of the dealerships just have it right out their dealership, but put the banners up, get the Kelly Blue Book signs up. Have Maybe there's a separate entrance or a, a different avenue for, for Kelly Blue Book customers when they're going to sell their car to come into your facility so that they see that branding. People feel a lot more confident when they see Kelly Blue Book's name, um, when they see um, all of that branding. Many people right now are worried about how do they get paid, right? And um, yeah, they, they see fraud on Craigslist. Remember, they're putting their vehicle out on all different avenues, Facebook Marketplace, and they're still using Craigslist and 20 other different free websites. And so they're getting picked out every single day by a lot of a lot of different people either trying to defraud them or they already have tried to do that. So customers kind of come in uh, a little nervous about, geez, I'm going to sell my vehicle and I have my title and it's an $80,000 pickup truck. And how do I know I'm going to get paid? And pre-COVID, it was easy to have cash. But now with the banking the way that it is, many of the banks, it, it's, it's more difficult to transact in cash right now, even though it's instant cash offer. I'm a big pay people in cash if we can do that. Now, because of COVID, it's a little bit more difficult, but even consumers, they're, you, you'll pay them in cash and they'll say, is that really, is that real cash? <laughs> How do I know that's not, it, this isn't fake money. And so they're, they're very untrusting right now because they see a lot of that advertisement and they see a lot of that, um, uh, propaganda that's out there in the marketplace about how do you get paid but back on point have a dedicated team right if they're focused on that they'll be successful glenn that's some great advice and that's all the time that we have for i want to really say thank you so much for sharing the experience that you've had over these last couple of years the success that you've seen so i want to thank glenn dealer principal at custom cars west thank you very much for the time and for the insights Thanks, Micah. Thanks for your time. Appreciate you guys.